As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Day today is the 25th of October, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. But, James, today you are not in your lovely Detroit apartment. You are in an alley outside. Yeah, I, I apologize. As a plane... I- I don't even, I'm flat, I'm flazzled, frustrated, flastered, smashed. I don't know. Why are you um, in an alley? Well, I'm in an alley because I was at a coffee shop. There was music playing inside, so we couldn't record. I, then I went out to their outside seating and there was buses and people yelling at each other. So I went to an alley because it sounds like now you can't hear the outside noise. Uh, so I'm here so we can get the pod to the people, but my hotel room was not yet ready. Uh, so I couldn't do it for my hotel room. Uh, I switched hotels on the second day and it wasn't ready. So yeah, here we are. I'm, I'm in DC. The Pistons play on Tuesday, the day that you guys hear this. Uh, so we're going to do quick 20, 30 minutes uh, to feed the, to feed the beast. And then we're going to get out of here. So I want to start with uh, something that somebody emailed us. Let me pull up their name really quick so I can give them uh, proper credit uh, from Grayson. He put together an Excel spreadsheet that is tracking the point totals of the teams that we drafted last week. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I can forward it to you so you can look at it too. Grayson, this is awesome. Even Thank if you, you don't, Grayson, even if you, you, it's going to be a long grind to keep track of all year, Grayson. So if you ever want to hand over the reins or something, you're more than welcome to do that. But um, we will give uh, totals as the, you know, we won't do it every single week because that'll get repetitive. But I will say do James, it once a month. Once a month is great. Um, I won't give like an actual update right now, but I will say that you are winning, you know, three games into the year. So good on I'm you surprised. for that. I'm, a, I'm also four and oh, in all of our fantasy leagues, I won. Um, I won every single game. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. And some of those you? teams, some of those teams were garbage. So I've only seen two leagues so far. I'm, I'm at, I've won at least two. I haven't had the chance to check in on some of the other ones yet, but Pistons Ow, have played. They're all, they're all grouped in the same thing. Well, yeah, but this isn't a fantasy update. So we've had, what, two games 
since three. no three games. I'm sorry, I forgot because we uploaded a day late for the for opening night. So Pistons have played a lot. Let's start with opening night really quick. Uh, the only thing that I really want to hit on is holy smokes, that must have felt great for you, Isaiah Stewart from the corner. I know James was going crazy. Like that was your whole career had culminated into that moment. Isaiah Stewart seals the game on a three from the corner. Somebody tweeted, uh, "My life's work was complete." And Pretty I was literally about it for a week. Yeah, literally. I mean, it was an it was an ugly game. The Pistons got out. They were they started good for like the first three possessions, and then if I recall, they got down sixteen. And Orlando started to look young. Orlando also came back down to earth. Uh, they stopped shooting the ball well. The Pistons or Orlando out younged the Pistons down the stretch, and the Pistons made just enough plays. Um, I guess in totality, for me, this team has looked exactly how I thought they would, which yeah. is very young. Um, if you look at all three games, like I didn't expect them to beat the Knicks. Uh, do you expect them to play better? Sure. Uh, do you expect the bench to play better? Of course. Uh, but the Knicks have the best bench in the league and it showed they ran the Pistons bench off the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also think this is such a scatterbrain pot. All right, let's, let's, let's hit on. This. I can't let's stop. I, I'm, I'm trying so hard not to laugh because just watching you <laughs> Just look around. Like, I just can't wrap my head around how I just insane crazy. this this is. Yeah. I think, like, a, a Pistons uh, development coach just walked by as I'm sitting <laughs> in this alley doing this. But, um, all right, let's talk about the things that, like, I see most people are agitated sure. about because they, they haven't won, they've won one game. So there's not a lot of positive talk about. Yeah. Playing all bench unit is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turnovers. All right, let's just do this. What are your biggest concerns after three games? Uh, well, it's pretty much just the same ones that I had before, except I also didn't expect that this team wouldn't know how to make free throws. That kind of caught me off guard. That Knicks game was tough. And watching yeah. Mike Breen bully the Pistons, being like, this is the worst free throw shooting display I've ever seen. Mike Breen has watched a lot Did of basketball games. Yeah, you don't want Mike Breen saying that about your team. So uh, that didn't feel great. You started, I think, you know, what, 0 for 10, I think. Not you, but, you know, you start 0 of 10, I think, in that game. Um and you know it's a game. Oh, I think loop. that was the magic. They started zero of ten from three. I think in the magic game. I'm saying no, no, no. I'm saying from free, from the line, from the oh, line, from the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And you know those ten points going into half alone would have made it a lot more comfortable of a game. You end up losing by thirty points, so that didn't feel great. Um, one thing that I've been seeing a lot of is that the Pistons uh, have ruined Cade's shot. Apparently, uh, this is something that I haven't <laughs> gotten to say on the. I don't think I've said this on the pod yet. I think I said it a couple times uh, during the fantasy drafts we did. Maybe I'm just mixing it up. Maybe I'm going to be repeating myself. But, um, you know, people worry about Cade. Some people worry about Sadiq. I think maybe the, the Sadiq concerns from the preseason are kind of starting to dwindle a little bit. But let's just use Cade as an example. I think I think Sadiq's been okay so far. Yeah, that, that's what I mean is he's been pretty much fine in the regular season so yeah. far. But uh, Cade, at least... Um, as far as the shooting woes go, I mean, this is also a guy who started last year, like one of 20 from three, right? Like sometimes dudes are just a little slow out the gate and that's fine. And by, you know, mid December, you know, January, by the time you get to March, like these dudes, they're fine. And you're not really concerned yeah. about it, but people are like, well, he shot 43% from three in college. What did Rex Kalamian do to, what did John Beeline do to, <laughs> to, to Kate Cunningham shot? He didn't do anything. Some guys are just a little rusty to start the year. It's fine. And we've talked about on this pod. I, I've even pointed it out. When K, like you said, when Kate came back from injury last year, he struggled. When he went out with COVID and he came back, he struggled. After the All-Star break, he came back, he struggled. Some guys just take a little bit to ease into things. And I think with Kate, as somebody whose game is so much in his head, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like he's methodical, he thinks about things, 
just the way the pace he plays, like clearly he thinks a lot on the floor. Like I think yeah. he's just a guy that eases into games. I, I, I'm not worried about Cade. Um, I think the second half of Indiana was a big turning point for him. He was actually in a pretty good mood uh, despite the loss. I, and I'm sure seeing some shots go in helps with that because he was struggling. Um, and I'm I happy just, he was in a good mood because I was pissed after that game. No, I mean, he wouldn't. No, no, I should say he was. What I I I'm, I'm goofing. Is, yeah, I'm goofing. No, no, I but I, should, I, I did say I, he was he was upset, but like he was also in like a mood where like we like shot the shit. Yeah. In the yeah locker yeah. room after like he wasn't like I get out of my face. He was in actually right. a f- fine mood. Um, yeah. And I think that I think that defensively they've struggled. But I also think like a lot of the defensive struggles are offense induced. Uh, like the, some of the turnovers this team has had, and like I mentioned, and I said many times on this pod and in writing, this team is going to turn the ball over a lot. Two young ball handlers, a lot of turnovers are going to happen, and it's happened. But a lot, I think a lot of the, the, uh, the some of the head scratching turnovers they had have had have led to a lot of easy points. Um, I, it was most noticeable to me in the Indiana game, and Jaden Ivey falling a lot on all of his attempts led to a lot of four on five transition defense. And then and I he's think that's why. Then he's yapping at the ref. He's always there's always something that's keeping him back for longer than he needs to be, and it drives me insane. I mean, yeah, sometimes there's that. Sometimes he's just slow to get up because he probably thought he got fouled, and he's just like trying to like gather himself. And I, yeah. J- and let, let me say this first: Jaden has been solid like his first three games. Like the way he's moved the ball has been good. He's getting to the rim. Yep. Um, his rebounding has been really good. Dwayne talked about that today at practice. How happy he was with uh, Jaden and Sadiq. I think uh, Sadiq had 11 the other night and Jaden had 11 the other night. I think Sadiq's averaging eight boards. He was, he's very happy with that. Uh, but with Jaden, I thought specifically in the Indiana game, they giving up a lot of points because you're playing a man down. And it's not just him. It's happened with others. But he it was most noticeable in the Indiana game. Um, I think that's hurt them. I just think they've given up more points than they need to because of some of the stuff they've done on offense. Um and yeah, uh, Jaden's going to have to figure that out. I, talk, I asked Dwayne about it today and he had a great quote. Can I read it to you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So as I try to navigate my <laughs> ta- switch a tab while I'm in an alley, uh, people probably think I look crazy right now. While um, you're, while yeah. you're pulling up this quote, let me I give my, right, but go okay. Ahead. All right. Well, let me get my quick two cents on Jaden Ivy. Uh, I don't want to go into this too much yet because I don't fully believe it. But during that Pacer game, there were moments, James, where I started to feel it. I started to be like, wait a second. Do I kind of love this guy? I'm not. I will. I mean, I, really? I like him. I like him. But there were moments. That's quick in that game. for you. It was it is. I was blown away at certain sequences that I was like, how does he got me feeling this way? What's going on with me? So <laughs> I've always liked him, but I might I might be getting close to loving him. But go ahead and give us the quote. You know who I love? Uh, the best player on the team. Ben Matherin. Um, okay. So I, 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 and I quote, I asked Casey today about Ivy being so fast, almost too fast, and then leading to some four and five transition defense because he hits the ground so often. Is there a way to control that? His response, I don't know if you know anything about horses, but in Kentucky, <laughs> if, you put, if you pull the reins too tight, <clears throat> a thoroughbred won't run. There's a gentle piece you have to pull so that the thoroughbred will run. That's where we are. I don't want to pull back too much because then he loses his gift. There's a fine line. There's no magic wand to make him into Isaiah Thomas today. It won't happen. We all see that. There's a fine line where he has to change his speed and slow down when he gets in traffic. It's a hard learning experience. He's getting bumped and hit. He'll learn. And I agree. And I think Ivy has been 
very good in a lot of areas. Uh, but he's got to, and it's going to take time. Like, it's not like a yeah. big deal. Like, it's just going to happen. But I thought in the Indiana game specifically, uh, it hurt the team because I even think, like, him being slow to get back caused, like, Isaiah Stewart to have two more fouls than he should have or even Duran. So that's something they got to work on. Um, the three-point shooting, for the most part, has been fine. I think I feel bad for Isaiah Stewart because he's only, like, two for nine this season. Uh, but, like, he should be, like, eight of nine. Yeah. Like, literally seven of those have rimmed out. He's only had, like, one bad miss. Everything has been, like, on target, look cash, bounced halfway down and went out. So, like, I, the things – I think, like, I'm more confident in his shooting even though the percentage isn't there and people might think I'm crazy. But, like, I think he's like, looks like a legitimate shooter even though it's not going in. Um, I think the Pistons are going to want to play bigger. I think they want to play bigger or they should play bigger, but I think Marvin being out really deters that. Uh, you saw in the Indiana game, they were small and it hurt them. But like, I, I like, if, if this is the reason I understand it for Dwayne, like, do you really want, they want Stewart to play the four alongside somebody, but like, can you do that? If him and Duran are your only two bigs and they both might get in foul trouble and then you don't have one off the bench. Like I just think Marvin, being out is kind of throwing a monkey wrench in the, in the plan. I don't understand what's going on with Nerlens Noel if he's not in the injury report. Is he at these games? Because they're not even showing him on the bench. Um, they show Alec Burks. They've shown Buddy Bayheim. He's where's well, Nerlens during, Noel? Dur- during the games. Nor- Nerlens is on the exercise bike. Gotcha. Okay. In the, in the thing. Um, I. Uh, what can I say and not say? Um. Will he be back within the next week? Nerlens is available to play. I okay. will say that, and I will not. I don't. I think Dwayne wants to use him. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, and the Alec Burks thing. That's a conversation for off the pod. Sure. The Alec Burks thing, I'm assuming, is still a few weeks away. That's not something he's just going to get over. It doesn't sound like it's close. Like, he's been playing three-on-three when we get in there for practice. He's been playing three-on-three with uh, coaches and G League guys, but it sounds like he's a little bit away. Livers is back. I mean, eight points for him in his debut. That's exactly what you want to see. Yep. Um, Yeah, man. I tell you what. They blew the Pacers game, but there was some just – they had a chance to put the Pacers away, but young teams just don't cherish every possession. Yeah, And, of course, the NBA is a game of runs, and it's just going to naturally happen. But the Pistons just go too long of street stretches with just, like, very young play, and that's just, like, what's going to happen? That's just kind of what it is. You know what's really funny about the Pacers, just as a roster, just as, like, a as an amalgamation of guys? Hmm. Are they not – how we make the jokes about the Clippers being the Pistons West, I don't know what we would call the Pacers, but they have all the guys that – we wanted to draft like there was the hive of people who wanted Halliburton over Killian. There was the hive of people who wanted Ben math over Jade Ivy. There was the hive of people who wanted Chris Duarte. Everybody's throwing buddy healed in the trade thing in the, in the trade machine. At some point when TJ Warren was there, he was the quintessential embodiment of that. Jalen Smith was almost a piston because he was almost traded for Seiko and Boya. You know what I mean? Like just down the list, this is a roster full of guys who were almost pistons and it's hilarious. 
Yeah, it is funny. Uh, I don't know if it'll be funny if Halliburton and Matherin become the best backcourt in the East. In like well, we already have years. the best backcourt in the East. We already have it. I'm not worried about it. We already have it. We got that. I want to ask you, though. I think there's potential. So, you know, as soon as the Bogdanovich trade happened, you had said pretty much immediately, like, there's an argument that he's the best player on the team. And even though in my brain, I was like, I totally get what you mean. And I get that you might be right. It's still hard to be like, yeah, Bogdanovich is like, it just doesn't feel right to say. I'm sure he's a a guy who scored 20 on a team that won 60 games every year. And I'm watching him play in these games, James. And I'm thinking to myself, is this guy the best player on this team? But he's, I mean, all he does is just get shots up, which is great. That's all we need him to do, but still. I, th- I think it's hard to quantify because Cade is the attention of every defense. So it's like by default, that makes him the best player. But Bojan is the most accomplished. He's the most, I know how to get my, bat, my points when teams are against me or like planning against me and doing things to stop me. Like he's just more mature. Like he's not, not mature, but he's more experienced, more seasoned. Yeah. And I think that just shows. And I think Cade is going to be fine i'm not one bit worried about kate i thought I, th- I do think the indie game is going to propel a like the version of kate you've been waiting people have been waiting to see i think it's going to come now um Duren has looked good uh he's blocked some shots i like the little thing there he's blocked some shots he's caught some dunks still the young stuff like defensively he, he just learning like when to step over on the help when not to when he can get a block when he can't um just stuff like that that every young guy goes through. I also think like he's, I think he's like gassed sometimes. Like he's just like figuring it out, man. Like yeah. this is yeah. hard. Like it's a lot of running. This isn't college. Like there's not a long shot clock and everyone running uh, the Princeton offense. Like this right. is the NBA. You're going up and down. And I think they'll get used to it. I, I understand people are upset, and I think people would feel a lot better if they were two and two and that went over Indiana. This is just like where I think they've. They are, and I thought that where they would be, and I think they're going to get better from here on out. Um, so I'm not one, worried about. I'm not worried about this team. The reason I made that face when you were saying something about Cade isn't because I actually have like any sort of feeling towards it. But do you wonder if we've kind of had it wrong in our heads this whole time, where we keep talking about what does the scoring increase need to be? I would argue that this year maybe the scoring increase isn't going to be what we see, but rather in the assist column where I think it's still going to be the same old Cade where he's not really going to turn it on until the fourth quarter, which as a fan is annoying. Like that part of, of it is always going to be kind of frustrating. I don't understand that if it leads to wins. Oh, no, no, no. And that's the thing is it's irrational. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't actually make sense because that's what you want out of a player like that is, is that exact unselfishness. But there's that part of you that's always like, dude, I know you can give anyone a bucket, like go do it just because it's the first quarter doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And I think it's because, you know, if he talks about, I want to get other guys in a rhythm before I get myself in one, I think it's just because it's easier for him to get in one that he doesn't need to spend the whole game doing it. You know what I mean? I think, I think that there's some truth to that, but I also think it's just, I think that's just the way he plays. Like, I just think he is a, like, he's a guy who wants to play the right way and cares yeah. to play the right way. And I agree with you. Like, I don't, adding Boyan, another year of Sadiq, Isaiah being able to shoot the three. Um, I adding Ivy, like I agree, like maybe the points don't go to where people think, but what's important for Kay to kind of capitalize on is the assists, keep mm-hmm. the, get those up and then keep the turnovers down. Um, Cause I think he's, I think like Kay can walk into 18 points every game. Like he'll just stumble into 16 to 18 points already. Like there's going to be those nights where he ends up going for 30. Yep. So I, I think he's fine. Um, 
I just really think that like this team for this team to like show the potential they have, like they need their comp, like they need the bench. Like they need to be able to have Alec Burks at their disposal for less Hamadou minutes. Uh, there it is. And, I was going to say, less- you're not off the hook. You got a comment on, uh, on your guy today. What's going on, James? Hamadou Diallo, also, what's going on? He's coming, he's coming back from an injury. I asked him after the first game, how's he feeling? He's like, I'm still not back to myself, but I'm getting there. Uh, but even then, it's just like the lineups that are out there, like Corey, Killian, and Hami, like there's just no shooting. Sure. Uh, so you need Alec Burks, a guy who can get you 15 a game. You've just now got Livers back. Um, and then you throw Marvin Bagley into that. Like that's a second unit that like is on some nights going to be a really good second unit. Like I just think that this team is so young and so like trying – they have so many pieces that are like we're trying to figure out who they are and what they are that they can't really afford even like something as minor as their seventh, eighth, and ninth guys being out. And mm-hmm. they that's what they've had out, their seventh, eighth, and ninth guys. Like mm-hmm. I understand people understand people's concerns, but if you think about it, they've been running a bench unit of Corey, Killian, Tommy, uh, Knox, and Duran when it should be Killian. Burks, Livers, Bagley, and Dern. Yeah. Or Boyanovic and Dern. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. It's too early. People are freaking out. I, I understand that the, the Pacers loss was frustrating because they, there was a stretch there where they just played some really, really good. That's basketball. a winnable game. It's a winnable yeah, game. It's a winnable, there, and there are a few winnable games. And that was one of them where you had them, again, 14 point leads aren't anything, aren't, it's not much in the NBA anymore, but it's certainly like you got to cherish possessions, you got to take care of the ball. You got to get back on defense, and it, it's stuff that they're learning. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not concerned about this team. I think there's going to be a, a, a. I don't think I still don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they're going to be the competitive uh, team that can squeeze out some wins that they shouldn't once they get their full cast of characters back. And um, even, even if it's just like Bagley, like I think they could survive without Burks. Like I think just somebody like Bagley and Livers coming back is going to help them a lot. Oh, can so, I plug a story? I forgot. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, as you guys are listening to this, I'm putting on my promo voice. I did. I brought the pop quiz back. Yes. Who did you end up doing? Boyan. Okay. And the funniest part in the Boyan thing is I asked him to name every single coach in order that he's had in the NBA. And not <laughs> only could he, re- not only could he not remember, he was like, also he got to the Washington portion and he was like, ah, he's like, my, my brain is freezing. I was like, you need a hint? He's like, no, I know he's right now. He's an assistant in uh, Portland. I was like, his name starts with the S. He's like, Scott Brown. I was like, no, Scott but Brown. Scott Brooks. Like, he didn't remember his coach's name. Scott Brooks is an assistant in Portland? Yeah, he went over with Chauncey. I had no idea. That is complete yeah. news to me. Uh, so check okay. out uh, the, the pop quiz with Boyan. I asked him about seven, eight, nine, ten questions about his career. It's, he, he had some funny stories in there. He's, he was He enjoyed it. I want to fire this off. I went back and found. Uh, oh, one uh, more promo. Can I do? I'm sorry. Before I forget. <laughs> okay. Last week, everybody kept asking for more instrumentals. Yes. I dropped, I dropped uh, the B and C instrumentals part two on our band camp because you won't upload yours. I've given you the option. I, yeah. I just, they, here we go again. James just inexplicably just being like, hey, here's this thing I just did. Go ahead. No, it's I, fine. Had, I thought I texted you, but I had like 10 people ask me for like, like three beats. So I, I, I posted not. part two of the instrumentals. I did. You, if you want to, it's 10 bucks, just something out there. I can't get beats away free in case people are out there rapping and somebody makes a hit song. At least I make 10 bucks off it. So it's, I think there's 10 beats on there, 10 bucks, all your instrumentals that you love from the BNC. 
go check it out. It's on what's our is it Bandcamp Bunning Cardigan? Just type in the Bunning Cardigan. Bitch, I don't know. Bandcamp. You go rogue and do this every single time. I don't know what the damn Bandcamp is. Yeah, what I wanted sorry, to say, ahead. what I wanted to say was I went back. Just oh, wait, on one a, more thing. One more. No, go ahead. I know you're not. I know you're kidding. I know you're not <laughs> serious. Uh, I went back and found uh, some text that I sent a while back where I mm-hmm. said, because it was in regards to uh, Victor Wemidyama. And I was basically like, that tank starts. Oh, uh, let me just, I'm not even going to bring up the Utah Jazz. Instead, I'm going to bring this up. Adam Silver needs to relax and maybe be, go to jail for his little uh, Premier League uh, NBA to get out of here. That's nonsense. That's the stupidest yeah. thing I've ever heard. The tanking. For those who don't know, there was a, 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 a proposal thrown out there that the, the um, I guess in a way to counteract tanking, you would send like the Spurs down to the G League and call somebody up. So it's literally like the, the Champions League in a way. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah. That's a garbage idea. I mean, I kind of like it, but yeah. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, but it's kind of cool. Do that you? Okay. Are you, are, we've never talked about this either. Are you an in-season tournament guy? No, that, that's stupid. Okay, cool. We're at least because on the it's same all the same. Then. It's all the same teams playing the same teams. Like what makes European soccer tournaments outside of their league school is because you're playing either teams from different countries. You're playing teams from different leagues. I mm. think it would be a great idea if you, if you infuse the G league and there's like a chance for like uh, the Sioux Falls uh, stampede to go on like a, a heater or something like that. Like that's sure. fun. Yeah, yeah. Like do that. Don't just like, I don't care if, uh, Sadiq gets to make an extra million in this tournament where they're just going to play the same teams. Hmm. Uh, basically, the take that I ended up having was I wonder if Utah is going to end up making a panic trade if they start like 14 and 10. And the person I was talking to was like, I don't think Utah is going to be that good, but I get your point. Well, guess who was right about that? Utah is the best team in the league right now. Oh, they're gonna, who was yeah, right they're about gonna, that? They're going to trade Clarkson and Conley, like I'd say before Christmas, not even at the deadline. Before Christmas. Yeah, They'll no, 100%. Danny Ainge is yeah. a little rusty at this. He forgot how to make a bad team. I also think he just like didn't think that team could still win some of the games that they won. They beat some good teams. Yeah, no, they have. Well, they beat the Kelly, Pels last night to make it 3-0, yeah. Yeah, and they beat and they've beaten Minnesota and they beat somebody else. But like Kelly's balling and Colin Sexton leading me to a W, many W's in fantasy. So drop to the Utah Jazz. Where are you at? Uh CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. I just feel like that guy is just like so under like under pre- or uh, uh, composed, he's so yeah. Uh, like he just seems like he just that game is in slow motion. Like I just I think that that's going to translate. CJ Stroud has the better arm, but Bryce Young to me just the way he sees the game, just his patience. Like I just think everything about him like screams leader and screams like franchise quarterback for fifteen years. Do you have an album pick this week? Hey, I got a lot of people that reached out to me and said that I am not a psychopath for only listening to like classical, uh, like music, uh, like movie scores and stuff like that. They said I'm not crazy for that. Yeah, I called you a serial killer. I was just joking. People gave me some recommendations and they were all fantastic. So thank you, everybody, for that. But James, go ahead. Um, Let's do I'm in D.C. So let's not do a D.C. album because I couldn't think of one when I said that. Um, What have I been listening to? Can I pull up my... Doesn't West Side Gun have something coming out in like four days? He actually does. I can't wait. It it will. Oh, yeah, because it's on the same day that him and Drake and 21 come out with the collab album. Yes. It's on the same Uh, day. Yes. We're going to do Armani Caesar, The Liz 2. She's the female rapper in Griselda. It's a very good album. 
Armani Caesar, the Liz too. I'm going with the 1975 being funny in a foreign language. Back-to-back weeks, the Arctic Monkeys and uh, the 1975 dropped an album. It's like 2014 all over again. It feels great to be alive. But shout out to Shams, my coworker, who just told me that Brandon Ingram is, has a concussion and is in protocol, so now I have to bench him in one of my our fantasy leagues. So. Is this a scoop? Um, is this a scoop? James is cutting out at the most insane time. Oh, my gosh. I don't even think. Okay, wait. James is back. James is back. Was that a scoop? No, I'm there. You here? Wait, my Mac is about to die. Okay, all right, no, we're gonna get out of here. Tweeted it. Okay, okay, we're gonna get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, uh, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. Sorry about the clunkiness of this episode. James has been at an alley the whole time. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace, 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 peace. peace, peace.